0: Nick, how's it going? Hi Martin, I'm very good, thanks, how are you? Excellent, I'm really good, thank you, really good. Um, Recovered from my hangover this morning. (laughs) Had a hangover, what were you doing? Well, I had um, a friend of mine's birthday yesterday and so we went out just for a few quiet ones which turned into not so quiet ones, but that was alright.
1: Yeah, Is that just in Reading?
0: Yeah, just in Reading, we went out, um, watched the evening game of football and then just sort of went around a few pubs in Reading, that was it. Oh dear,
1: Usually the, the kind of unplanned ones where you want to get home early, though, they're usually the best nights out, aren't they? Yeah, it was
0: good actually, yeah, I mean the plan was to get home early because we all went out early, you know, and we're all getting on a bit now, so, um, but I ended up, it wasn't too bad, about 11 o'clock, sort of half 11, uh, I, I left, so that was alright. That's alright,
1: like 4 or 5 in the morning is a late one. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I couldn't survive, I wouldn't be on the, on the call now if it, it had been that late, but uh, yeah, we <laughs> did alright, did alright. How have you been anyway? Okay.
1: Yeah, good, yeah. i just got back from my trip from, uh, to Dubai, so... Fantastic. It's been a bit of a shock coming back to the weather here, I can tell you. I, I bet it has, yes. Yeah, it's miserable. Because <laughs> although it's, uh, it's winter over there at the moment, it's still 28 to 30 degrees each day. Wow. Um, and the temperature isn't, doesn't really change during the night either, so it's just hot the whole time. Um, yeah. Although we did have a couple of days where it had a couple of showers, and uh, it was a bit, bit overcast, but oddly enough, that was the one day we went to the water park which I'll tell you a bit more about later, which did us a favour because that kept all the crowds away. So rather than queuing up for rides, we were able to walk straight onto
0: them. Right, yeah. Excellent, excellent. What was it like flying out there? Because all all the stuff that's been going on recently with the... I would imagine the security was quite tight, was it?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it was any different. I mean, I spoke to Sophie briefly about it because she obviously was a bit concerned about it. And I said, you know... After what's happened with that Russian plane and the things in Paris, it's probably a safest time or a safer time to fly now because, you know, security checks will be more stringent and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I kind of I didn't look exactly on the map of where Dubai was or which flight path we'd be taking because I knew we'd be flying quite close (laughs) to to some of those regions. Yeah, best um, not to know. On the flight back, about four hours into the flight, I knew we'd be over most of those regions, so I looked at the flight map, and I guess before the recent things have gone on we would have flown right over Syria yeah, and or over where that Russian plane was brought down yeah. um, but because of those things, or perhaps this is just a route it would take anyway, we flew over Iran which, you know,
0: mm.
1: it's probably the safest option right now but probably, yeah, it's not sure it would be your first choice usually but no, absolutely. Um, yeah. so yeah by the time I checked the map we were like almost flew over the whole of Turkey and into the main part of Europe so yeah. Yeah, we were a bit happier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. So, what have you been up to? Um, well, usual sort of stuff. Been been fairly busy with the old um, kids' club stuff. I um, So I had a... I think last time I spoke, I was thinking about changing developers. Um, I've lost one of the developers I had working with me, and I've got another one now. Right. So um, this guy... It's funny, actually, because I noticed that... Uh, with this guy he's full time basically he's in eastern europe, so he's so he's pretty much similar time zone to us, and he's basically working full time like a normal normal working week and the other guy was kind of um doing a similar amount of time, not quite as much, but he was working a bit more randomly in terms of when he was working mm-hmm. and it was a quite a different time zone and I kind of really underestimated how much of a problem that was actually having this guy working you know He's, I think, the two or three hours ahead of us, and he's working every day, sort of nine to five. It's, uh, it's just amazing to know that and be able to work with that, rather than just not know when the guy's going to turn up. So we've had some good progress, really, despite his, him having to get up to speed on it.
1: Oh, excellent. So,
0: yes, that's really good, really good.
1: What has he said about the work that's been done so far as well?
0: Um, he hasn't been too disparaging. <laughs> yeah. There are a few things which I know I knew there were problems in some of the things, uh, and he's picked up on those. And another good thing about him is he's just got on with it, really, and fixed things as he's come across them. Right. So, uh, that's, it's so t- I'm touching wood, but so far it's looking pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. And how's the marketing and sales effort going? ha <laughs> um it's not at the moment because nothing <laughs> happened i've got the website basically the design and everything done in terms of putting it into wordpress i just need to actually put the content in now so i really need to find some time on that but it's a, it's a problem we've got customer number 2 which should be coming on any time now mm. and it's just really behind schedule um i think we're close now to being able to have everything up and running so what the key thing that's the problem at the moment is obviously getting the functionality they need into the app. Um, that's pretty much there. It will be in the next few days. But we're also doing the website for them as well. They wanted an upgrade of their website, and that there's going to be some integration bits between the um, you know between this system uh, setup and everything, like setting up clubs and and all that sort of stuff, and the actual website itself. Yeah. So things like you know they can book obviously directly through the website. The website will show discounts that they've got and the website will show um, availability so if a club's fully booked it will be labelled as such on the website and so that's the sort of integration bits that have been taking time um, and we'll get in there. So I'm hopeful within a week we'll have that sorted so that's good.
1: Are those the WordPress plugins that you can use on other people's sites then?
0: Yes they will be yeah, yeah, I'm building those WordPress plugins. Um, nice so advocate, that should
1: be good, yeah. yeah. So, have you been looking for any other freelance projects? Because I know that support contract work that you've had for quite a few years actually is coming to an end, isn't it? Yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, I think we mentioned it last time, didn't we? That we um, I, I, that I had sort of a, an email saying that they're going to bring it back in house in terms of the support for that and future development. Um, so yeah, I haven't been looking, but ironically, you know, a week after I got that email, or you know, within the last two weeks at least. I've had two phone calls regarding new projects, which both look likely to be starting up, so... Oh, nice. So it just fell in my lap, which is an absolute bonus. Um, It's It's great. I mean, one of them's starting up. We had a meeting last week, sort of an all-day, just get up to speed on what it's going to be about, uh, and it's probably going to start in the next week or two. And then the other one was actually the project that I've got the... I had the support contract for, the uh, business sponsor for that project has been in touch, wanting to talk to me about getting some changes done. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite funny. So there's going to be a new project for that probably in the new year to uh, to get some changes in before it actually gets handed over. So That's quite funny. It's really funny. So, so, haven't yeah, they, so um, I haven't was they, worried, but no, it's looking good now.
1: Haven't they threatened to take the support in-house before, though, and uh, change their mind at the last minute?
0: Yeah, they have. I mean, when I first delivered the project, that was the plan that they were going to have the support done completely in-house. Um but well, actually not in-house, but through one of their outsourced providers. Mm. So they have outsourcing agreements with um I think it's an Indian firm, but I can't remember. But they've they're, they're not using them anymore and they've actually got a team employed by the company. So uh this time it seems to be a bit more serious. Um it's fine, you know, I mean it, it's nice to have that contract there. As, a, as guaranteed income, but as long as I've got a, a few projects coming in, um, then it's not much of a problem now. And, and with these two coming up, then it's looking okay.
1: Did you put the feelers out there and say you were looking for No, good I didn't. I didn't. And then good.
0: Yeah, they just dropped, um, which is great. I mean, I was going to leave it until the new year anyway and then start looking in the new year if I hadn't got anything, but these two came up, so that's uh, that's really good. It's one of the benefits, I suppose, of having you know, building good relationships with clients because they just um they they just sort of keep you in mind when these sorts of things come up. Yeah. So that's really good. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? How's your um have you been doing much work apart from playing golf?
1: Uh well no, I got a few more bits of Dubai that I can go through if you're interested. Some, yeah go uh, on, Some go things, things I found out about it and stuff we did. So <laughs> i remember I mentioned on the last uh last podcast about getting this the uh the sad light for SAD syndrome. Oh yeah yeah and I've well because obviously mentioning the temperature out there, Dubai is probably one of the best places to go right now for people in the UK who are suffering from sad syndrome, because it is so nice and warm out there and the weather is so great <laughs> that uh, if you are feeling a bit grumpy or down because of the, uh, the wind and the rain and stuff, then Dubai is, uh, should be high on your, your list of places <laughs> to potentially visit. How long does it uh, take to fly over there? It was about six hours, right? 20 minutes, I think. I think that's because we had a good, good wind behind us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't as long as I thought, actually good um the bad thing was alcohol was really expensive oh, right. um because it being a country where they don't drink it's generally just been introduced for tourism reasons so yes. it's only the hotel they don't have any pubs or i didn't see any or find any they only have bars in the hotels and things right. um and it worked out in the, the hotel bars is about 10 pound a bottle of beer
0: good grief
1: yeah so i think i had a can or two of beer from the, the mini Mini bar in my room, and I think that was seventeen pound fifty. Ouch! So, uh, so alcohol is certainly expensive there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we went up the world's tallest building. Oh right, yeah, the, the Burj Khalif which is good. Um, I wouldn't usually, because the, the, a lot of the travel I've done previously is work-related, um, and we usually have a, had a stand at the conference and stuff. So I didn't usually do touristy things like this. So it was really nice to do a few touristy things. Mm. So, uh, so going up that was good. That's about eight hundred twenty meters up. Wow. Um, which is like nearly double, I think, what the Shard is in London. So it's uh, Ooh, that's I mean, that's amazing. I know it's it's the highest by over two hundred meters, highest in the world, Bloody and uh, it's the highest by a long, long way in uh, in Dubai. So you're so far above everything else. It's uh, a couple of the guys that we went with are quite scared of heights, actually, um, and the lift went up so quick, you didn't really have time to you know get worked up about how high you were going. Yeah, and when you're up there, we went up there at night. And because you're so far above everything, it almost feels like you're in more of a plane than the high building. Um, oh right. So, so, the guys weren't really that fussed about it. The only bit was when we were, there's an outside part where you can go outside, and there's still a great big glass thing in front of you, but it's open air above, so you can look up and see the it's just open air. But the the floor there is almost like decking. Oh my <laughs> god. It was a bit wobbly. <laughs> there was no, there was obviously building below you. It wasn't just decking yeah. and that's it. But one of the guys put his foot on it, and his decking kind of moved a bit underneath his foot. And he kind of just like sprinted back in. Quite... <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was good. Then we watched um, watched the last day of the race to Dubai, which is the European Tour's flagship event or or kind of seasonal seasonal end event. And that was amazing because it was on a Sunday, which is a working day in Dubai. And so there were hardly any crowds out there. And uh, where I've been to Wentworth before to watch the golf, there's like 20,000 people mm. following Rory McIlroy. He had probably about, there was probably about 2,000 people following him. Wow. And so you could quite get really good, you know, close to the pros hitting golf balls and stuff. It was a great experience. Yeah, sounds great. Um, then we played two days golf, and then we had a day at the water park, which was part of the hotel. Um, and again, that was funny because it's not the, I've never been to a big water park before. <laughs> <laughs> um and some of the rides there were pretty full-on, to be honest, like 40-meter descents of near vertical drops and oh stuff like that. And uh, again, they're not usually things I would do. So yeah. again, one of the chaps who had quite a fear of heights, he was, he was going up them and he was like doing deep breathing to psych himself up and so on. And, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, God, if he does them, I'm going to have to do it. No. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't have any trouble going up there. I don't really have a fear of heights. It's just the coming down a 40-meter descent you know, near vertical. Yeah, that's pretty thing scary. That, uh, yeah, so as soon as he kind of confirmed he was going to do it, I thought, oh, I've got to do it too. So, <laughs> um, But I'm glad I did. It was great fun in the end. Um, and yeah, the only other thing really, it was, a, it was the whole week thing was a Nike-sponsored event. It was a Nike Golf Invitational. Right. And it was really interesting to see people so into a brand again because my previous work was in Microsoft SharePoint mm. and it used to have people who were so, you know, they would almost live and die for SharePoint. They <laughs> were like yeah. hardcore fans of Microsoft and so on. And but for the past two years, I've kind of been away from people who've been so um, so into a brand. Yeah, it was interesting to see that again at Nike because the the teaching and playing professionals there are like live, breathe, and. There are a couple of people who had Nike tattoos in various places. It is grief. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's going a bit far.
1: Yeah, so it's just interesting to see that again and uh, see you know, how a company can develop that kind of uh, following from people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the, the only final thing really is coming back has hit me really hard in terms of the, uh, the weather, um, mm. the jet lag, which I'm not used to for, again, not been traveling for a while, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah. it. Cool. No, it sounds fantastic. I'd love to go out there actually and have
1: a go. Yeah, you should do definitely. I mean, it's it's certainly kid friendly. The the hotels it's it's almost like a I I don't know if you've been to Las Vegas, but yeah, um, because they've spent so much money on the tour, they want to build the tourism side up because the oil, oil is going to run out there soon. Mm. It is all built up for tourism and uh, for kids and stuff. Yeah. And so the hotels are massive. The hotels have like our hotel had a, an, a massive aquarium, um, about five or six different restaurants. They had the water park, which was free. Um, the facilities there were brilliant. Excellent. So, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I would almost say it's like an alternative to going to Disneyland in Florida, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I don't know about quality because I've not yeah. been to Disneyland in Florida, but you know, if I don't know if it'd be cheaper actually. The flights weren't very expensive. Mm. Um Yeah, it'd be interesting to look at cost comparisons actually. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Especially this time of year going out somewhere like that where it's nice and sunny and warm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Do that, yeah. Mm. Well, I've been I've been getting involved. This, um, you know, my involvement with the FSB. Yes, I've been. Um, so I, I sort of hadn't wasn't involved for a couple, for a year or so, and then I got back involved again this year, just to help out the committee, the local committee, because they were struggling for people. Um, and so I decided that I was wasn't going to stand again for I was I was basically branch secretary, which meant I took all the minutes and stuff for the meetings, and so. I thought, I can't be bothered doing that anymore, so I'm not going to stand for that, but I'll just go for the committee, you know, and just turn up every now and again. Anyway, I, the AGM came along, and uh, as usual, I got talked into doing some role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a sucker, but um, basically, it was quite exciting, really. They've, they've rebranded that they've rebranded everything, so it launched this weekend, a new website and everything, new logo. So there's some real sort of energy behind the FSB at the moment, and... Uh, One of the things that they're they're doing is trying to engage with more younger sort of entrepreneurs and and you know people start just starting their first business. Yeah, Um, I think it's quite good. They've they've kind of recognised that a lot of the membership is probably getting older rather than you know bringing in newer people, uh, younger people. And of course, if you're a lobbying organisation like the FSB is you want a real cross section of businesses small businesses rather than just you know older small businesses um so they've introduced this role called an FSB connector which is kind of trying to spearhead a um a sort of drive to get these new people coming along to meetings and networking events and things so i uh, i was talked into being the local FSB connector <laughs> nice yeah it's all right i think you know, I quite enjoy the sort of face-to-face networking meetings and stuff, uh, and particularly if it's uh, you know people more my own age or younger. It's, there's always a bit more energy at those sorts of things, uh, and there's quite a bit of leeway to sort stuff out. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. What I need to do now, though, is find out find out what all the kids want to do, so that we can arrange some events.
1: Minecraft, isn't
0: it? Minecraft, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you say your kids what age do you think? <laughs> yeah, not
0: quite that young, yeah. Uh, well, I mean the the sort of the sorts of things we're talking about is people at university or college who are either starting a business or thinking about starting a business or you know don't really know what they want to do and may want to start a business. So that's one sort of section of people. And then there's also um I suppose up to sort of early 30s that sort of age group of people that are, that are starting businesses. So um, it's quite a range. And uh, I think we we ran a technology m- meeting a while ago. I think you came along to that one, didn't you? Mm. And um, that went down really well. So I think something along those lines. Something that's just a bit more interesting than turning up for a couple of limp sandwiches and coffee and chatting to people, you know, something with yeah. a bit more to it. So I'll probably be picking your brains about that. Thanks. Um, yeah.
1: How much, uh, how much time is it going to take up for you, do you know? Do you well, think? that's it.
0: It's... Um, that's the reason I didn't want to really get involved, but um, it's probably, it's up to me basically and how how much I want to do, because there is support, there's going to be like a team of people involved, um, so I'm going to hope that it'll take perhaps sort of an hour a week or something um, to actually get things moving, but I think it'll vary, like if we've got an event coming up, I'll probably end up spending like half a day, you know, preparing for that. Mm. Um, which is the only downside, but I think you know. I think you've got to do things that you enjoy as well as the work stuff to try and balance it out a bit. So I'm sure I'll be bitching about it and a bit stressed when it comes around to having to spend the time on it, but um, it's worth doing. I think.
1: If you're uh, if you this is a, if this is aimed at attracting younger people, you're going to put an age limit on
0: the uh, people <laughs> you can attend.
1: <laughs> no one over over 50.
0: I'd like to do that, but I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the biggest problem actually is that you get. When you're on events like this, where you're trying to get new business owners and, and younger people at them, the sort of uh, life coaches and, and business coaches descend on it, yeah, in their uh, masses.
1: That's exactly like, like I remember some of the last like business networking event I went to. It's full of business coaches yeah. and people who sell recycled printer cartridges. <laughs>
0: That's about it. <laughs> yeah, we we ran years ago. We ran an event, um, and the idea of it was that that you'd have everyone that comes. Well, not everybody, but if you come to the meeting with a business problem if you want a business problem solved. And then we'd either, the plan was we'd either break out into groups of about 10 or have the, the whole room involved, depending on how many people were there. And you basically talk about what your business problem is, and then everybody in the room can give feedback from maybe from their experiences of similar problems or, you know, whatever, to try and help solve the problem. So it's a bit like a mastermind group, I suppose, you know, where you've mm. got. Lots of other business people helping you solve the problem, and it was great. But the problem was we only had—I think it was two people—in the room of, of about ten, fifteen that weren't business coaches. Everyone else was a business coach. Right. <laughs> so they'd latched onto this idea, thinking, "Oh, I can get some business out of this." Uh-huh. So these two guys got great feedback on their on their problems from all these experienced people in the room. But it was a bit uh, didn't work as well as we'd hoped.
1: I always find it strange when, as the business coaches. That all they've ever done they've never run their own real business that's like they went straight from being employed to being a business coach yeah I've met a few of
0: those there, there are a lot of them around where it, it's basically like a franchise type model where, mm. where they just sign up for as a, as a self-employed person with this company and they just run through a program that they're given Yeah, and that's it and I, I don't like that at all but uh, I guess some people it works for but I don't like it mm. um, yeah so I guess uh, if anybody out there knows of some good ideas for events that I could run then let me know and
1: we'll put some on yeah I'll have a think as mm. long as it, does it involve, can it involve beer of course yeah it can involve whatever we want I'm in I'm in <laughs> so I'm, yeah. it's quite topical actually because I was just talking to um, Fleming around the whole agency type consultancy oh, yeah. thing that I said I was going to push ahead with and I realised I do need to get out and do more, some more networking stuff Yeah. although it's kind of the I'd much rather customers just land in my lap pretty yeah. much like you have done with those two projects you go yeah. got in actually yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I realise I'm going to have to go to some more or we'll get back out there and get networking and so on so yeah. I may well be signing up to your, uh, to your events yeah
0: definitely go for it I, I think um, I'm hoping that we're going to have some really good ones coming up like the, you know uh, you talk about beers people have floated some ideas like um, cocktail making nights and things like that mm. although I-, I don't know how interested people would be in that but I'll drink
1: it. them if someone else makes them. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have a day. Yeah. But it's really good. I mean, I like the networking side of things, just getting to meet people. And, yeah. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, when you go to these networking meetings relatively regularly and you build up a bit of a relationship with people, you can, you can get leads, you know, from people they know and people they know that, you know, they'll, they'll sort of hear about you and then you'll meet them eventually and uh, it really does widen the net in terms of potential customers and the amount of I've had, not so much recently because I haven't been to that many networking events but over the, over the years I've had quite a few leads come through that sort of thing where mm. somebody's got in touch with me having been given my name by somebody else that I've been networking with so it's definitely a good, uh, a good tactic
1: Cool, let's hope for me yet then Yeah, absolutely <laughs> Have you done any more work on that? Um, well, interestingly I was going to Cover that bit. I, I was going to just go with Codes Pro quickly as well. There's um, not been any real ranking change in terms of Google rankings, but we've had a bit of a seasonal pickup as we'd expect. Yeah. Um, and Black Friday has obviously just happened, and Cyber Monday is tomorrow, so they've been busy days for us. Um, but I think on the last podcast, my kind of project was about automating the final bits and pieces of it, so that's pretty much all done now. Actually, me going away to Dubai was a good uh, good test for that to see mm-hmm. whether that will work. So. Um, a couple of jobs that I've been doing such as sending out the newsletter and stuff other people on the team are doing now Um, so yeah apart from a couple of database flags which need to be changed every now and again which I do need to just edit a form for so other people can do it um, it'll all be self-running and self-contained then Fantastic. uh, which is good Um, in terms of the I I need a better word for it rather than just agency or consultancy work I don't know what what, what to come up with yet but the Gareth Johnson site the golf product i are working on just before we left his e-commerce, the e-commerce side of his site went live. So he's got a few golf products up, which he's, uh, which he's selling online now, which is good. Brilliant. Um, and I've enjoyed doing that. It's, it's a bit annoying really because I, you know, <laughs> if, if there's a few people who've stuck with this podcast from the very beginning, which almost was this time last year, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Right? It's almost um, the year, yeah. My first initial idea was doing golf sites for golf pros, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Having been working on Gareth's site, I've enjoyed it so much. I just wish there were more golf pros that wanted sites done like his, yeah, or wanted to invest the money into, uh, you know, into their their brand and, and what they can do and what they can offer. Yeah, I kind of feel I'm half thinking, you know, perhaps should I go back and give it another go and contact some more, especially if I can build up a case study around what I've done for Gareth, um, and perhaps give it another go. But I mean, the golf clubs was another side of it that I was considering going after because the golf club I'm uh, a member that Gareth is also involved at, um, they kind of reached out about perhaps putting together a weekly email newsletter, but there's a there's a board there of members that have been voted onto it, and I went back about three weeks ago, I think it was, you know, with a proposal and stuff, and it will take them over two, maybe three months to make a decision, yeah. And it's just, it's, I don't know whether I, I'm used to that instant impact gratification thing again, you know, yeah. <laughs> putting tweets up and see it or have a go up straight away type. Type thing, but it just seems like a long time for me. Um, I mean, perhaps that's something I need to get used to in terms of uh, putting proposals out there and and waiting to get a, a yes or a no from a client. But
0: mm. um, it's interesting. I was talking to Paul the other day. Uh, you know, Paul. Yep. Um, it's not much point saying that for other people listening unless they know him. But he's uh, he's he was a salesman for enterprise software. So well, services actually. It was enterprise software services, and he um we were talking about just this sort of thing really about how. You can quite often put a proposal out there, particularly with bigger companies, and it just goes quiet or they just disappear, you know, and then they might not come back to you for months or they might not come back to you at all. And he was saying that you kind of have to get into this sort of systematic mindset where you do so many of these proposals that you have a, a really sort of tight system and you can produce a really good proposal really quickly. Um, and you just have to send them out and it becomes a numbers game. Yeah. Um, and so you don 't worry too much about wasting for them. You obviously have to keep in touch with people, but you just keep putting them out, and some of them will drop, and some of them won 't sort of thing.
1: this is what actually about the, about this whole agency stroke consultancy thing that 's building up a kind of systemized sales process and lead generation process this is a thing that kind of i 'm more attracted to and more interested in yeah than actually doing the work yeah. actually, <laughs> of actually delivering the WordPress sites or whatever because you know, the hope is I can get some of the other team members to actually do that. Mm. Um, it's the actual kind of if I can build, you know, a, you know, a lead system that kind of keeps generating leads and sales opportunities each month. That's the kind of interesting thing. Yeah, and I. It interests yeah. me. Um, I think I,
0: I prefer that sort of thing now as well.
1: And it's it's chicken and egg at the moment because the only real lead or sorry case study that I've got is Gareth, Gareth's Golf Site, um, and I can put that up and write it up, but I need you know a couple of good case studies or white papers before, you know, it's worth getting a decent marketing site up and spending money on Google AdWords and so on. Yeah. Um, I need to get those kind of bits bits done. Um, and I've been reading um, a book on positioning as well about, you know, which type of work to go after. And this is what made me start thinking about, you know, having enjoyed working on Gareth's golf site so much as to whether that should be the, you know, the position we, we take and we go after, saying that's what the, we're the experts in. Mm. Um, so I've kind of been doing a bit of work on positioning and thinking about what our ideal client would be. Um, Mm -hmm. so yes all good fun yeah that sounds good yeah so you got any uh, last few things you want to go through any last stuff
0: yeah I mean one of the things I've been up to I started a mastermind group well I didn't start it I've I've had the first meeting right so I signed up to mastermind jam I think it's called where you pay sort of $50 and they they match you up with people based on sort of your answers to a survey um and it took a little while, it probably took six weeks or so mm-hmm. for them to find, uh, t- to match up. And then, of course, once they'd matched the group up, it was trying to find times when we could all meet. And we eventually met on Friday. Well, three of us, there's four of us in the group, but only three made it to the call on Friday. Um, and it's really early days, we just really did a round table of who we are and what we're working on and that sort of thing. So I'm keen to get that and see how that works out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good. Um,
1: are they in a similar position to you then in terms of a... Uh,
0: yeah, kind of. I mean, the, one of them is, um, is kind of uh, doing consultancy-type work, um, but he's, there's a possibility for him to have a software product related to his consultancy work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he's basically trying to grow his consultancy work, really. Um, and then there's another guy that... Uh, is in a partnership with a, another developer building a software product, um, and uh, so they're in a fairly similar. I suppose a bit behind where I am in that they haven't got customers using the product, but they're they're early on. So I'm I'm hopeful it'll work out pretty well.
1: Yep, very good. And after often you meeting?
0: We well, we met on Friday and we're meeting a week on Monday. So at the moment, it's like every week, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do the sort of hot seat idea where one or two people is in the hot seat each meeting, uh, so they get the most time. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it whether we should do two weekly or weekly. And I think if you're going to have just one or two people in the hot seat, if you do it bi-weekly, you're going to. End, sorry, if you do it every two weeks, you're going to end up with a long wait between your goes. So it makes sense to try and do it weekly. So I think we'll we'll stick with weekly and see how it goes.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be to interesting it. to see how it goes,
0: hear yeah. how it goes. Yeah, definitely.
1: Very good. Right, I'm out of stuff.
0: Yeah, me too. So um, let's call it a day.
1: Oh, I've got to say thanks for uh, pushing me to do this, by the way. I'd have probably bailed, or I tried to bail, didn't I, and say let's
0: just skip a week. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I must admit, this morning when I woke up with my uh, with my sore head, I was a bit, oh, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> 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 I'm glad we did it.
1: So Awesome. I'll, cool. um, I'll include some links to the, the stuff I did in Dubai, like the list of the tallest buildings so yeah that'd be great so if anybody else is interested in uh, taking a look at it they can they can have a have a
0: read and maybe that positioning book you talked about as well i will do yeah i'm yeah. interested in that as well so cool
1: <laughs> all right martin cool speak to you soon all right cheers Bye. Cheers, Nick. bye